We are joined by Mark Tui, advisor to business and political leaders. Nice to have you. Happy Thursday, sir. Good morning, sir, and it's wonderful to be able to talk to you while looking out my window at a city that is not completely shrouded in darkness. The sun is coming up over the horizon. It yeah, is I know. getting later in the year, and I love it. You know me, I am obsessed with when the sun comes up and goes down, and you're right. When it uh, comes up during the show, I'm always uh, much happier. I can smell spring in the air. Okay, so a uh, bunch of things to talk about today. Uh, let's actually start with the Tim Horton story, because I understand you're a Tim Horton's winner what did you win it's an honor just to be nominated john but yes uh, this morning listening to you talk about it reminded me so here's the upside to this story for tim hortons is i hadn't even thought to look at the app to see what i had uh, I'd won and i did a bunch of rolling i think i had 10 or 15 little rolls to do and on every other one i won something the biggest thing really was a free coffee and i'm going to go collect that uh, after we talk right here okay so some canadians actually were told on monday they had won ten thousand dollars tim Horton says that was a computer glitch and they're giving them $50 cards. I don't think that's great for the brand. No, it doesn't help, although it gets us all talking about it, and that's probably not the worst thing in the world, but they probably need to do a better job of reaching out to the people who are involved. I'd be as curious as you were in terms of how many people are affected by this. I'd also be very curious to figure out how this happened because this is an award that they give out once a day to one of their uh, their customers who buy things and sort of you know flash their uh, cards and, and collect points on the app. So at some point they have to decide at what time during the day are they going to give it out because I imagine it happens almost in real time, the allocation of the prize, if it's a legitimate prize. So somewhere there's a computer algorithm or like the days of the uh, McDonald's Monopoly scandal, uh, <laughs> you know, some executive somewhere decide, decided in that case, proven in court that, uh, well, the winner this year is going to be from Milwaukee because that, from a marketing perspective, is good for us. And so they would place those winning tokens in the winning market. And insiders were were pernicious with that. I wonder how they decide where that winner and when, what time of the day that automatic $10,000 winner is going to go. And maybe that's the code that got wrong and they started handing out more than one. Yeah. I just had, I think that PR-wise, they they should have made a different decision. For example, had they said, okay, you know what? We made a mistake. You didn't win $10,000, but we're going to give you a card and you can have free coffee every single day for a full year. That would cost them about $1,000, but it would be much better PR than telling a bunch of people, sorry, we made a mistake. You're screwed. Yeah, that's part of the challenge with working with a big corporation, especially yeah. a franchise where you've got local franchisees. Uh, I remember working in banking in the PR department, and we would get these horror stories that would come in that had been customer service incidents where a branch employee had interacted with a customer and made a decision that probably made sense from a branch perspective. But when you looked at it from the corporate perspective on the communication side, you realize the jeopardy it put the brand in, and you made very different results. So clearly here you've got IT doing one thing, you've got customer service uh, doing something else, and you've got people probably at Tim Horton's headquarters and PR going, oh my God, no, we need to fix this now. 
I didn't even know there was a principal's council, but apparently there is a council that represents principals and vice principals in Ontario schools, and they're very upset. Um, I don't know that we know the full story, so maybe it's hard for us to have a, an opinion about this, but what they're upset about, Mark Tui, is that some uh, school officials were suspended, they were sent home with pay, owing to the accusations of a mother that her child had been disciplined and that it was racially related, and they insist that, you know, this is an extreme action and they shouldn't have bought into what the mother was saying in the first place. Yeah, this is one of those cases of the only thing we really know for sure is that we don't really know anything for sure. I mean, the first iteration of the story as it came out into the public uh, awareness was that, oh my God, a six-year-old uh, young black uh, student was locked up in a closet for no good reason. Uh, I'm not sure what the good reason would be, by the way. But uh, And uh, then as the story came out uh, the next day, oh, parents were supporting the teacher, now the principal's council, which is essentially like a union representing the principal's right. as well. And uh, the problem here, though, is, you know, for you and I to untangle this is difficult until somebody does an investigation, because so far we're only really hearing from people with a vested interest. There's a group of uh, black parents, you know, that are obviously concerned and rightly so for, you know, about anti-black racism and anything that smacks of it. There's a group called the Ontario Principal Councils that are only concerned and rightly so with the well-being of their members. Uh, they both. Uh, you know, one is one's got a hammer, and so everything's a nail. The other one's got a screwdriver, so everything's a screw. We don't really know. Okay, uh, are you going to exercise your charter rights today and give somebody the finger? Uh, I could, or I may or may not be doing that right now, John Moore. Uh, no. But I'm very happy that I still have that right. Not to you, not to you. Of oh, course okay. not. But uh, <laughs> but uh, just just limbering up, you know, because it's going to be a long day. What bothers me about this story is that. Somewhere in Quebec, a police officer decided to charge this man with giving somebody the finger, and his supervisors or her supervisors agreed yeah. with that charge, and a Crown Prosecutor's Office, not just one Crown, decided to proceed with it and take it to court. It had to get all the way to the judge before the judge just shook his head and said, this is ridiculous. What happened to make so many people so stupid? Yep. And I, I agree entirely, and I, I think that's why the judge's ruling is so funny. It's written with quite the flourish, and I think it's because he asked himself, why am I even sitting on this case? Uh, one last thing for you. Oscar nominee Jamie Lee Curtis, and the Oscars are happening on Sunday, incidentally, uh, is pushing for early bird rock and pop concerts. And I guess you and I and Jamie Lee Curtis are of a certain age. I guess I can appreciate that, but for me, I think a rock concert's got to happen at 8 o'clock. Thank you very much. Well, I don't know if you could get a rock star to wake up before noon. Uh, so I don't know how you're going to have a 12 o'clock matinee. It'll be a very sleepy effect. But, uh, you know, it, what this story made me do was immediately rush to my phone and find out how old is Jamie Lee Curtis? Because yes. she was always the uh, scream queen, the little sort of uh, sex uh, star that uh, appeared in all the Hollywood horror films. Uh, she's not that much older than me. Uh, if I'm going to a rock on I want it to be at night, and I want it to be a big thing. Going to a matinee and sitting down and, uh, you know, having somebody deliver me canapes and cocktails while I'm listening to the Rolling Stone go on at, uh, at noon, I, I am not sure that I'm up for that. That's not the rock experience. Okay, and she's 64, incidentally, and one great matter of trivia is she's actually a baroness.
But, you know, that's more for uh, Nick Marano, I think. <laughs> Thank, thanks a lot, sir. Good to that's have you. useful information. There Take you care. go. That is uh, Mark Tui, advisor to uh, business and political leaders and also uh, frequent News Talk 1010 opinionator. And, yeah, Christopher Guest is married to Jamie Lee Curtis, and he is the son of a, as they would say, a lord of the manor or whatever the heck he's a lord of in England, and it's a hereditary title, so I think the father's gone now, and so he's the new Lord uh, Baden guest, and she is the Baroness Baden guest.